It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Welcome to B movie breakdown, episode number fifty-eight, an episode full. Of shenanigrams. <laughs> That's a new word that we learned this week while watching the 2011 classic 60 Minutes of Pure Glory, Manborg. Manborg. So weird. It's, uh, we'll, we'll get into it in just a few minutes. Uh, I'm Corey. I'm Gina. I'm Ryan. And the B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present, and maybe even the future. Home of the good, the bad, the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode so you two can join in the madness. This week's movie a little harder to find. I think you can rent it on Amazon Instant Video for like a dollar or two, or uh, buy it on DVD or some shit. <laughs> you can find it on your own. It's not on Netflix this week. Uh, you can listen if you subscribe on iTunes at our website, bmbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site or email, bmbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bmbpodcast, or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bmbpodcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. So this week, we watched 2011's Man Borg. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. Oceans Eleven, Manborg. I don't know what even to say about that movie. I don't know. You don't know what to say about Manborg? No. What, why don't you know what to say? It just felt like I was in the 90s watching... The, I used to, like, I, my whole life has been spent, like, having nothing but friends that are guys. So I've spent, like, 90% of my life watching people play video games. And that's all it felt like I was watching someone play a video game. It did feel like a video game. It really felt like a Sega CD video game. Uh, the, the full motion video type of... It had that same feel to it. I felt like we might as well just found a Sega CD and popped in Night Trap or... Uh, that's the only one I can never remember any yeah. Sega CD games other than Night Trap because it's the most famous and ridiculous one. It, it had the uh, the setting for... A really good light gun game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Area 51 style exactly. type of game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those, uh, there were a bunch of those kind of where it used people, you you know what I mean? Like Mortal Kombat kind of started that, I feel like. They were probably yeah, one yeah. of the first to use, like, look like people. And, uh, but after that, there were a ton of those, and they were mostly shooters. Yeah. Night Trap was, uh,. I don't know if you've ever, you ever heard of the game. I've heard of it. It's supposed to be like you're playing like a horror movie kind of, and you got to find these like creatures that are going through the house. But it's like these girls at some slumber party, and there's like this infamous dance sequence in it, and I don't know. There's always one game that I've always wanted to play, just because it looks, it's supposed to be just so ridiculous and Rated absurd. A-O. But I never knew anybody with a Sega CD, so. Yeah. I just had a Sega. I, I knew a kid when I was growing up who had the entire contraption with the Sega CD and the 32X and it was I had, about two feet high. I had a 32X but I got it like after it had been out a while and like Toys R Us was like 
mass selling them, and I just was like, yeah, cool. Now I can play, like, Doom 2 and shit. <laughs> Since I don't have a DOS-running computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, like, that and, like, Virtue Racing, and, uh... There were a few other sweet games for 32X. I think there's a Star Wars, like, Starfighter game. Yeah, there was, yeah. That had a lot of FMV sequences. Yeah, yeah, it did, for sure. Well, Manborg is definitely along those lines. It's it's just the story of a guy who's in a war. Uh, The Hell Wars. uh, Hell, Army of Hell comes uh, up and takes over Earth. uh, All because of Dr. Scorpius. He's a guy we meet later in the movie. It's all his fault. He was doing computer work. He, he hit backspace. He tried to hit backspace. He was just, you know... He so didn't what want... did he just, like, enter a bunch of, like, do-do-do, binary codes, la-la-la, like, and yeah, this just happened? basically. Yeah, he was running some sort of unexplained experiment. Yeah, and then it just said, like, uh... Sequence activated, and then he pressed enter, and then it was like, hell's coming up, and he's like, backspace, backspace. <laughs> it was like Hellraiser, kind of. That's what it reminded me of. Not, like, when he unleashes all the shit, and it's just like, whoops. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, but in Hellraiser, he, that guy wanted to, because he had the puzzle box. I guess. He wanted it. Well, I just, this movie didn't make any sense to me. I'm trying well, to connect. It, it doesn't make as much sense as Hellraiser does, because at least Hellraiser has <laughs> some good uh, stuff story points and acting and an actual script. <laughs> uh, I feel like this movie was written by uh, the director whose name is escaping me right now. Cool. Stephen Kostansky. He's the one who directed this and he co-wrote it with Jeremy Gillespie who played my favorite character in the entire movie, Baron. He's like the henchman to Count Draculon who's the main baddie. The basically Count Draculon is some sort of like satanic overlord who came up from hell. Nazi. And he's yeah, he's basically like yeah. a Nazi. The symbol they have, which was never explained what their group was called yeah. and what that like M thing stood for. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. There's no explanation. It doesn't really matter. If there wasn't it. Yeah, it yeah. yeah. It was like it was written by like a couple ten year olds and then if they grew was... up and they were like, hey, Remember that movie we wrote? I found it in my mom's basement. <laughs> it was in a shoebox. You want to make it? We'll just keep all the same dialogue. Yeah, this movie is only 60 minutes. Uh, I liked it. It was funny. It was I, I stupid and silly and over the top and ridiculous. Purposely bad, like last week's Pool Boy. It's, oh my goodness. It's, it's, I don't know if it was as ridiculous as Pool Boy because it wasn't trying to... It wasn't as long and didn't have as much going on as Pool yeah. Boy did. There was more to Pool Boy, which is weird to say. There was more to Pool Boy drowning out the fairy than there was this movie. There were, like, more little hidden gems in Pool Boy. If yeah. Like. But you had some really amazing characters in this. Manborg, if I was let down by anything in this movie, I was let down by Manborg. <laughs> I feel like the title character... He was horrible. ...was kind of just... Hey, he's a pussy. Yeah, he's, he kind of <laughs> sucked, and he didn't really do much. He was full of shenanigrams. Uh... My favorite was when they were like, she was like, what are you? And he was like, man. And then he just sort of like shrugged and looked he, at himself. He, he was looks, like, he looks at one hand and sees <laughs> a bare human hand and says, man. And looks at his other hand with the wires glued to it and says, Borg. <laughs> and he was in a box for how many fucking years was he in that box for? The future. Because the war, Hell War. 
took place in a time where they were using like World War II, World, yeah, World War weapons, II weapons. Uniforms. So it clearly didn't take place in like times in like real world time. You know what I mean? It's an alternate like, universe of of destruction and uh, lots of ADR in this movie. I think almost everybody's lines were redone. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one man. Yeah. Uh, that's his name, number one man. Ludwig Lee. Ludwig Lee. His lines were clearly uh, redubbed purposely. Um, he was basically Luke Hang. That's what he was. <laughs> yeah. Exact same outfit. Pretty much. So, the other cast of characters, the friends he meets when he gets to this prison, this hell prison, he meets up with number one man, Mina, who is the bro- or the sister of Justice. Now, was the other girl their sister, too, or was she just, like, her friend? I feel like that might have been her friend, because that yeah. Justice guy... He never who, he never was, like, all about getting their that sister back, you know, if she was her, her He sister. didn't even seem to acknowledge that no. he knew her. Yeah. So. I don't even think he ever looked at her. <laughs> I don't even think there was any interaction between him and that, char- that other character. Justice was uh, easily my second favorite character in the movie. He had a fake Australian accent. He had an, an amazing rat tail. Some Je- shade. Yeah, a fade jean jacket going. He was all about dancing. Uh, so many ridiculous lines by that guy. He kept saying shenanigans. I don't. Is that like an Australian thing? Well, or why they just was made he Australian up? and then the sister was had no accent and was completely hundred percent American? I don't know. They were adopted. <laughs> and then, like, my question was like, is this happening in now future or like eighties future? What future, future happened? Yeah, what has yeah. happened in this? Maybe, like, maybe, I guess an 80s-ish future had a lot of elements like that. The rat tail. The rat tail and, like, the wearing of Nintendo pieces. It looked like the one guy was wearing, like, pieces of a NES. The power glove. <laughs> yeah, the power glove might have might as well have been Manborg's hand. That would have been uh, slightly more believable, I guess, as far as this movie goes. Uh, uh, my other favorite character, though, had to be the Baron. He was, like, the henchman, uh, second-in-command. The guy, that character, who the guy who played that character, like, clearly, well, it was the writer, so he, like, he knew what was going on, and I thought that character was hilarious. He was awkward with women, <laughs> he was trying to hit on Mina. He, yeah, he was the comic relief. He was, he was hilarious. I, I I would honestly not care if there was some sort of web series that was a sitcom <laughs> that <laughs> featured the Baron. The Baron. <laughs> just that he just lived in a house and like his crazy neighbor came over all the time and it was just some stupid, nor- like average sitcom with, but with the Baron. You'd be the only person like watching the, that uh, show. The Sodomites. Yeah, he did look like a sodomite. That's what I think it was like. That's what reminded me of... um, Sodomites? Yeah. Cinnabites? What the hell are they called from Hellraiser? Oh, Cinnabites. Cinnabites. Sodomites. What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Hellraiser. Oh, well. But yeah, he had the weird, like, his mouth was, what, like, screwed open into, like, a weird... weird It was like a... Well, he was just wearing, like, a mask... Like a Halloween yeah, mask. Yeah, the character. And the mouth the didn't guy. move, so his teeth just had like... Argh. At certain angles, you could see his lip moving on the inside yeah. of the mask. <laughs> yeah. Kind but of, it kind of he was just, the immersion for He was just so silly when he's like, oh, hey, so uh, we're going to hang out sometime or something. Just like stupid stuff like that. And then when he was so sad when she escaped, he was like, 
Everyone, everyone else called her prisoner number seven, but she was always prisoner number one to me. <laughs> <laughs> he had flowers in his hand. Like, the poor guy. He must have used these to escape. Or whatever. I he, thought that was He funny. was just in love. He didn't need to die. Did he? Did he die? Yeah, he yeah. Did totally they died. died. He died. Oh, yeah, Luke Kang killed him. Yeah. God damn it. Because Luke Kang guy loved the Mina girl first. Yeah, but you know what? I think I'd rather have Baron and Mina than number one man and Mina. They said that number one man guy voiced something like from Dragon Ball Z... And some other show, or like the guy who Not voiced Ludwig him. Not Ludwig Lee. No, but like the guy that voiced voice. him, Kyle, dubbed over. Kyle Hebert voiced number one man. His voice was like this! Yeah, yeah, like your typical Asian voiceover. Yeah. In uh, like redubbed Godzilla movies and all that stuff. That it was, was boring for me. The movie? No, the, the Ludwig Lee character. Oh yeah, he's Or his it. character. He wasn't that great. Number one man. He was kind of... He was not number one in, in, Just milk toast. in our books. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> he was a number one to me. <laughs> I did really like... I think I liked Justice the best. Patrick Kane. Yeah, yeah. he did look like Patrick Kane. He, uh, he couldn't read. Yeah, he couldn't read. He thought <laughs> elevator was danger. Science says elevator. Oi! Oi! danger, danger. Oi! If you say he said that a lot. Oi! There's danger. I feel like I do a better social <laughs> accent than that guy did. Yeah, sometimes he just like, gave up. It was just like he was just really trying to like imitate uh, Steve Irwin. <laughs> Oi, crikey! <laughs> Shenanigans! I wonder why they told him like, yeah, just go with <laughs> yeah, that, whatever. do that accent. That's fine. You're this American's brother. Go ahead, do the Australian accent. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all their fucking shit makes sense. Just have an accent. Manborg, more like asshole. <laughs> Speaking of, of not making sense, there are <laughs> references in the movie about the, the history of the Hell Wars. Um, the the very last one was when uh, Dr. What what the hell was... What the hell was his name? Dr. Scorpius. Scorpius. I wanted to say Serpico. Wow. But, um, he was, he was uh, giving him the background of how he created Manborg and said... During the last great hell war. So we have no idea how long this conflict has been going on. Yeah, them. and how long he's been in a box. Manborg, he's just been just chilling in a box for who knows. This review I read up, that I brought up on iOS before we started recording was like, Manborg, who makes sure to say I am Manborg several times in case you're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, Manborg was... He just didn't, like, for being the star of the movie. Yeah. He's just kind of like, meh. Baron meh. had more dialogue than anybody combined. Yeah. Everybody combined. Yeah, he him just, and Justice, they had the most, I think they had the most dialogue. He just seemed like he was just the first half just frowny. He frowned at everything and just stood there. And then he, he just, sucked and he was pathetic and then everybody hated him. He just woke up after X amount of years this is in, true. A, in a box. To find he, out he's a man boy. But Dr. Scorpius should have designed him better that he could wake up and just know how to use things. It's Instead just, of being like, where am I? But I mean, he was, he was dead. True. He, he was like brain dead. That's what I think, yeah. He's just like, I have a head on my body. The Borg uh, part. There was more Borg than man going on, I feel like. He's no, he, was no, he, he was no RoboCop. 
this is true. Yeah. If we had Manborg versus Robocop, Robocop would clearly win. Doesn't the weird laser eye remind me of Terminator? I was saying if Robot, Robocop protected Detroit, then Manborg would protect Flint. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he, he could do a, a good job up in Flint, Michigan. They said this movie cost $1,000 to make. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it only cost an hour of my time to watch. Yeah, it was only an hour long. Only cost $1,000. Uh, uh, the one bad, There was a lot of fighting in this movie. They uh, had their battle dome thing. They called it something. I missed what they said. Uh, Manborg kind of fucked up and had a, showed off his gun arm during that. The humans won. That was like a thing. Humans win. <laughs> yeah. That was a thing. Because <laughs> they had like a Thunderdome type. Uh... It, it was like something like Terror Opticon or something. Yeah. yeah. Everything was like a con or some sort of robot, Transformers. Futuristic. Decepticon type of name. Yeah, I mean Count Draculon. <laughs> Is that, that's just gonna be in the next like uh, Transformer is gonna be a vampire as well as being uh, some sort of vehicle that really clues you in that it was written by 10 year olds yeah that's what I mean that's Draculon. what I mean Count Draculon like that's I feel like the only other person that would come up with that is Nick <laughs> past guest on the show uh, Nick Nick I don't know if we ever said his last name, so I don't know if he wants it said. Nikki, Ty- <laughs> Nikki Tyranno. Privacy purposes. <laughs> Privacy purposes. It's not like it fucking matters. He, uh, Nikki, former guest N- Nikki Tyranno, he would be the only other person to write this movie as an adult. I feel like he, everything about this, he would, he'd have no problems with any of it. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up was, oh, uh, fuck. Oh, why, when they were trying to escape, they went up to the door, and the g- girl, Mina, she goes, Oh my god, it's a future lock. <laughs> what future, like, what? what? They're in the future. What kind of advanced oh, lock no. opens when you shoot it? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, it's a future lock. I was just really confused by that. It was just... It was just so weird. And then Manborg could see in the people's pasts. Yeah, that was... He did it multiple times, and I was like, what? There was some misplaced uh, flashbacks. They didn't really explain why Another also really funny moment, this is what I was trying to bring up before, was when they were escaping from the hell prison whatever thing, tower, and they're driving through the streets, and Justice is just, like, talking about all these homeless people and stuff. He's like, Oi, crikey! <laughs> they got newspapers! Oh, I got cabbage on his head! Get that cabbage, Get off, that your cabbage off your head! Get yeah. it off! They what must you... be so poor! They must... Oh my god, get that cabbage off your head! What? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> it just sucked. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't any sense. This interview I was just looking at now, they were asked him about, like, taking it seriously. He's just like, I take everything I do seriously. It's like people were, like, ripping, riffing off of stuff, but... Mostly we did it seriously. I'm like, no, it's just there's a dialogue in there. <laughs> He's joking. This ser- the interview is a joke. I feel like these guys need to get together with Ross Patterson, and then they need to get get together with the FP guys. And St. James. They're really James. young. And make yeah. And make just one big thing. Well, they, they, he said the other people that were in yeah, it. Yeah, St. James Street James. Who is Ross Patterson? But we'll go with St. James Street James. Yeah. I like the character. I don't know the director. Well, you can go to St. James Street. Uh, 
He said a lot of the people that were in it were part of this film collection called Atstron Six. Yeah, they have a bunch. They have a bunch of shorts online. One of them it looks amazing. It's called Laser Ghosts Two: Return to Laser Cove. <laughs> that that just the it sounds amazing and, and it's only nine minutes. It might be better than Manborg. Maybe Manborg was just six of those put together. They just blended it. That was so, that was a thousand dollars. That was all. There editing. was a there was also and you you were saying about how you didn't like uh, Number One Man and I didn't like I didn't like when he was like showing off for me. I thought that was like it was making me feel uncomfortable. Like. Uh, <laughs> Like, why is he doing this? He's like, yeah, I'm doing it. I can move these bars. Check out these power queens. Yeah, hey, look at this thing. I didn't even understand that they were, like, romantically involved. Yeah, until... kind of. I could kind of get that vibe. And then he was lifting those things, and all of a sudden, a midget appeared. Yeah. Or he, he was just like... Wiggity, wiggity, wiggity! He was just like, oh, let's just have a little person come up and just... Wee, 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 the wee, midget wee, guy, wee, though, wee, I feel wee, like wee. was that Stephen... Was that one of the guys that... It was his brother, so okay, he probably wasn't really little. Said. He was probably just a, on his knees or something. Special effects. Yeah. Special, special a th- effects. A whole thousand dollars. You can do a, a whole effects. lot and with green And this definitely was like that 80s style like future because he had the cassette tape yeah. thing that he put into him. It almost reminds me of uh, when Far Cry 3 came out, they had a thing come out... Uh, a separate game. You don't even have to have Far Cry Three to have it. It's called Far Cry Three Blood Dragon, and it is set, it's a eighties futuristic setting, purposely bad. The cutscenes in the video game that's a game that came out now are eight bit cutscenes, <laughs> so it's very much a throwback to yeah. stuff like the eighties futuristic. And this was kind of the same way where neon you, everywhere. Yeah, where you have your. Yeah. Things like that. Like the future looks like everybody exercise. Except for this, no, not everybody wore like leather. I feel like that was always a thing. Like a lot of eighties futuristic. No matter if it was post-apocalyptic or not, everybody is like like wearing leather. Like where did they get this abundance of leather in the future? That was all that survived, I guess. (laughs) Just such an abundance. (laughs) They're all these giant slums, yet they have nothing but livestock for clothing. This is this is very true. There's also a mini montage in this movie. I mean, what, oh yeah. What you can't go like you can't be an '80s type of movie and not have a montage, even if it is only two minutes long. And I didn't understand why her friend she transformed because she got taken away and got turned into that. Then yeah. yes, I didn't know she transformed. And then what she did, you guys seemed like oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? I think I was just like, I'm accepting anything that happens at this point. Uh, unveiled that by saying that she was a crossover, yeah. just like Manborg. Yeah, I assume she was more like Manborg, and she had just cybernetic oh, parts. Okay, not that she yeah. was going to turn into some beast, half like demon, skeleton, half, weird, yeah, half demon, weird thing, claymation skeleton, the other half mute. What was the champion too? There was this guy, the champion, who was the champion of the. the the terror dome thing. He wasn't a person. He was just like a he, thing. He was a cyber demon. Demon thing. Yeah. He was the champion. He was just presented out of nowhere with no contacts or background. Here's the champion. Oi! Quark is the champion! <laughs> no one's ever beaten the champion. Oh my god, the champion! And then yeah. all he did was like shoot it in the face. And the last like 30 minutes of the movie was just fighting. It was Manborg versus Count Draculon. Justice dancing and killing people. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dancing. Dance, that. Dancing and shooting. You had uh, number one man versus Baron, and you had um, 
they were fighting her again, the friend. They blew her up with a some sort of light grenade thingy. Yeah. Gee. Oh, yeah, they told him to grab the grenade. <laughs> grenade! Oh, I can't read him a gold. What was he trying to read before the uh, number one man was teaching him how to read the back of the box? I was, they're making oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, add cups of water. And he's just like, yo, yeah, I knew. Why were they that. cooking in the middle of I don't know, he's uh... like, he's like explaining something to him, and then he's like, well, let's not talk about that. Let's get back to this delicious meal. I didn't even realize and then he that's what was He's happening. like, don't pour it in yet. Don't pour the noodles in yet. And he poured them in and they, it was a mini uh, <laughs> mushroom cloud. It was, yeah. It was weird. I don't understand why that happened. But uh, Count Draculon gets defeated. And I thought maybe like all the other like hell spawn people were going to like, you know, just keel over or go back to hell. Nope, they're all just there at the end waiting <laughs> to fight. Yeah. And Mina is dead. And so... Manborg takes this liquid out the center of him and he pours it in his, his in her mouth. Potion. And they go, uh, Manborg, you don't have any more hot serum? <laughs> <laughs> like, heart serum? That's a thing? <laughs> oh, and the whole time Dr. Scorpius is a vision. Yeah, kind of like uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah, but he was coming out of the... At, at first, I thought it was See, a pre-recorded message. Like, like more like Princess Leia. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you get the pre-recorded message, but then he's sticking around, and then he came back later, and, and brought, then there was... Brought Manborg's dead brother with him. <laughs> and he's like, hey, bro, it's, it's your me, bro. your brother. There's no heaven. Yeah, that's all I said. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, like that's just depressing. Like, Bye. at the end of this movie, like... That's what you're going to tell the character? Like, the character's going to die, and you're just going to be like... Here's some comforting words. <laughs> there's no heaven. Hopefully he's more machine than man. At least there's no, like, robot heaven anyway. But there's but there's a hell. And we yes. know that. Yeah, because yeah. there's the hell wars. And Liu Kang was trained to train all... Or was made to train all of them, or whatever. He was... Right? They asked him to, and then he did it just so they wouldn't kill him. So he's kind of selfish. And then he escaped, He could have just died. Left all his friends. Died for his people. Yeah, then he left all of them. Yeah, he ran off. Fucking Ludwig. I don't like Fucking him. Fucking Lud- Ludwig Lee. He, uh, and then Manborg died at the end. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Manborg dies. The title character, who was boring. He's a puss, He yeah. wasn't the best part of the movie. When I was reading that interview with the guy that wrote this, there was like, oh, well, how did you decide on Manborg? And he was like, oh, yeah, he was part of the whatever, six, their collective, and he's an actor, and he had some spare time. He seemed like he would fit in the costume. And that was, like, pretty much what their, like, standards were for selecting him. We didn't have to tailor the costume. I feel like by the end of the movie, at least, he got a little bit more robotic. Yeah, like, he had some retribution, there. but he wasn't, he didn't move, like, much like a robot. Like, like you, I mean, obviously, this is a thousand-dollar movie, and you're not going to get, like, the best robotic moving people and whatever else. But, like, like you can watch this, then you watch something like RoboCop. And Peter Weller is, a, like, a fucking badass. Just the, his movements. The dude studied birds for months to move, like, birds. Really? Because he thought that that would look, be, like, a robot would move. Like, <laughs> his head and stuff. And when you watch it, he kind of does move like a bird. It's kind of weird. That is really funny. Yeah, this guy just, I feel like, studied smoking dubs. That's about <laughs> studied it. Studied smoking dubs. I don't feel like this guy studied much of anything to prepare for this role. 
Why do no. they have a weird piece of, like, here? His <laughs> chin strap. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. He didn't want to shave his goatee. Yeah, he didn't want to shave his goatee. They just covered it up. Man Borg can't have a goatee. Borg tea. Yeah, that that's weird. what it was. It was a Man Borg uh, goatee. Yeah. He should have had a little metal piece for a soul patch, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yuck. Man Borg patch. That would have been awesome. Mm-mm. But yeah, it's a it's just a ridiculous movie. It's only an hour long. There's only so much you can say about it. Yeah, because I, a lot of the movie is fighting and craziness. And I, I imagine that neither of the writers were professional modelers, but I, I did like the uh, the claymation. Yeah, part. it wasn't so bad, and especially when he was in it, Manberg was in the guy's hand. Mm-hmm. They, she was like a it just looked like a GI Joe or something, but. It wasn't that bad. The one guy has done like an art direction on uh, the RoboCop new one coming out, and a Total Recall the remake, and a, bunch, a few other movies, Pacific Rim and stuff. And oh. some of the people seem to be involved in legit things aside from trauma movies, which it seems like the rest of the cast and crew were involved with Father's Day that came out in 2011. That was a uh, trauma release. So I'm sure we'll get to some trauma movies. At some point in time. We've never watched any out here. Really? No Taxi, no Kabuki Man. That's my all-time favorite trauma movie is Sergeant Kabuki Man and YPD. Uh, No, no trauma war. Surf Nazis Must Die. I would watch that one. Class of Newcomb High. I like Class of Newcomb High. Yeah. They're making a new one, actually, The Return to Class of Newcomb High. Really? Yeah. Um, Oh, you're excited about that? I am. You ever see Poltergeist? That was one of their last ones they did. No, I haven't. Oh, wow, it is. It's quite disgusting. I mean, as trauma movies go, but yeah. it is some moments in there that are like, it's a it's a movie that um, is about a chicken restaurant that was built on an ancient Indian burial ground, similar to Poltergeist, mm-hmm. but it's the chicken dead and there's like chicken hybrid people and they're like Bleh! and it's like I don't know I don't weird. know if I have to handle that <laughs> fingers and butts and poop oh, scenes whoa. and stuff like that no nope, yeah. not for me <laughs> nope, no not please. for you but the main character's name is Wendy I'm no scat and, cat and then her boyfriend's name is Ronald and then oh, there's a guy named the colonel the hamburglar and yeah the hamburglar uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Poltergeist is ridiculous. Uh, you know, I can't believe we've never watched a Trauma movie in here before, but I'm sure we'll get to it. So, any other thoughts on Manborg from 2011? I don't even know I had thoughts while I was watching it. You didn't need thoughts. I don't no. think there were any. There's not much else to say about Manborg. It was a short watch, a, a sweet watch. With hoverboards. With hoverboards and shenanigans. Yeah. Lots and lots of shenanigans. So next week we are going to watch. Uh, we've never watched an animated movie before. There's not too many animated B movies. There's um, maybe like Heavy Metal. Could that be considered a B movie? It's got good. It's like really good though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really like well B movies don't have to always be bad, but Heavy Metal's kind of like, like a cheese factor with B movies though. Yeah. But yeah, there's not too many animated ones. This one popped up on Netflix not long ago. I watched this movie when I was a kid so much. I remember wanting to rent it so bad because not only was it a cartoon, but there was, like, swearing and stuff in yeah. it. So I was like, oh, yeah, i got to see this movie. The movie we're talking about is the 1992 Robin Harris movie, Bebe's Kids. Uh, Robin <laughs> Harris was a black comedian in the day and uh, had this... It was based off his act. This movie was based off his uh, act. 
So I don't know if they're trying to start maybe like a friend, like a series off of this movie or something. But I remember like loving this movie as a kid. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But I, I'll never forget the line. Uh, Bebe's kids, we don't die, we multiply. My dad always, like, anytime there was a group of children out and they were, like, causing, like, a ruckus, whether they were black or white or whatever, he would always be like, well, there's Bebe's kids. Yeah. Or if they were, like, like some big, fat black lady with, like, a bunch of kids running around, he'd be like, oh, Bebe's kids. I say Bebe's kids. Like, the movie put itself out there for that. But it's honestly, it's the first ever animated feature to feature an entirely African-American main cast. Huh. And Faison Love and uh, Nell Carter, Tone Lope. Nell Carter. Louis Anderson does a voice in the movie. Of course he does. Yeah, Louis Anderson. Rich I didn't Little. know Louis Anderson was black. No, <laughs> they said main cast. All African American main cast. Main. Uh, Rich uh, Yeah. There's not everybody else. How, here. how is he right. not the top build actor? Rich Little movie. also isn't black, so I mean. remember how he did that weird diving show, the reality <laughs> show about yeah, diving into a pool. Yeah. What? He anyway. remember remember uh, Life of Louie? That was a sweet yeah. cartoon. I like that show. I remember when he was like terrifying, um, but in a funny way. He, what does he sound like? He's like oh, yeah, like <laughs> that. Yeah. He's like high pitch. We all just did really terrible <laughs> impressions of Louis Anderson. There's no. I'm not sorry about it. Just no, but yeah, you get uh, Phase on Love, Robin Harris, Nell Carter, Tone Loke. I think Tone Loke plays the baby in the movie. Yes, he does. Yeah, so I remember. Tone Loke was all over the place. Blank check. Three uh, surf ninjas. I don't know why <laughs> he's in so Ace Ventura. Like he's just all over the place. He's ubiquitous. Nineties man, yeah. So, baby's kids from nineteen ninety two to impress his new girlfriend. A man agrees to look after her friend's kids, only to find out they're uncontrollably rambunctious. <laughs> that Sounds is wild. the plot. If you people who also liked baby's kids also liked Cool World, <gasps> Cool World. Yeah, I, I like Cool World. I think it's a pretty sweet I movie. Watched I cool like the art style and a lot. It's uh, it's a lot. I like. Yeah, I really like Cool World. Uh, they've also liked Pound Puppies and The Legend of Big Paw. Oh, shit. And uh, Kazam. Oh, of course. Pushek. I feel like that needs to happen one time. You need to do some Shaquille and We should movies. definitely watch Kazam. Or Steel. That was another bomb. I don't remember Steel. It was some random attempt by DC to make a movie in the 90s. Huh. And they were like, hey, let's use this character that's not that great. From Superman. It's not Superman, but he's a metal guy. His name's John Henry. Oh, no. Steel. Uh-uh. People who like this movie also liked Encino Man. So <gasps> I downloaded Encino Man the other day. I used to have a weird... Like, I, when I was younger, loved Polly Shore. Any fucking Polly Shore movie I would watch. Because you were alive in the 90s. I think most people did, though. I like... I have watched Encino Man in the past few years. It's funny still. It doesn't make much sense. No. If you try to make any sense of the movie, it makes n- absolutely no sense. Weeds the juice. But uh, it's a funny movie, Polly Shore. Uh, Son-in-law. I yeah. like that movie. I think it's hilarious. Who's the Army boot camp? Uh, and the Army Now. In I think that Army movie's now? funny, too. Yeah. David Allen Greer and Andy Dick are in that. <laughs> I think it was hilarious. I don't think he did much after that, right? Like no. Weird Biodome. things. Biodome. Yeah. How can we forget Biodome? Damn. I tried to. 
You don't my, need to forget biodome. My it's so ex boyfriend was like obsessed with biodome, and it got about, to the point where I couldn't anymore. I don't know about being obsessed with it, but it's it's a funny movie. But I'm not gonna <laughs> being be obsessed with biodome is saying you know I kind of liked biodome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember he made that Pauly Shore is dead. Yeah. At one point, in like the early two thousands, and that was kind of funny. But it was like a directed video. Deal. Uh, jury Duty was another one, but I didn't yeah. like it as much. I did watch Jury Duty. What the fuck? Why was I... I mean, every single one of them I loved. I loved they were, they were, they were. Most of them... Well, I think at one point they just stopped going to theaters. Maybe Jury Duty was when they were first not in theaters. No, there were a lot of those movies that just kept popping up. Like, I mean, like Major Pain and like yeah. shit like that. Like, it was just like all over the place. I think I liked him more than Adam Sandler. Polly Shore? Yeah. Adam Sandler started really... I mean, when I was younger, not... Like, in retrospect, I don't like either of them. <laughs> I still I like Adam Sandler. With, I like early Adam... I know you... I, can't, I still like I Adam Sandler. I know you like Adam Sandler now. I cannot I, uh, hang with now, him now. Now some of his stuff isn't the greatest, but I'll, that's my boy. That's one of the funniest oh, fucking movies no. I've seen in a long time. I, 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 I wish he would keep making more rated R movies like that, because it is... Fucking funny as hell. I'm pretty sure Little Nicky was when I was like, and I'm out. I'm I like out. Little Nicky. I think the movie's funny. My brother liked that movie a lot, but he was like five when it came out. <laughs> I still like Little Nicky. I don't know. Quentin Tarantino's funny in it, and uh, oh, so is uh, Adam Sandler and Patricia Arquette. And uh, there's a lot of good people in it. Whatever. I like Adam Sandler. Everybody has their own little things. <laughs> and I like Adam Sandler. I used to listen to all his CDs, like, over yeah, and over too. and over again uh, growing up. And it was just like, and I loved SNL. And that was like another thing. I was like, anything with anybody from SNL. Yeah, was he was like, super talented. I just, and I loved, honestly, I love The Wedding Singer and everyone hated that. Yeah, I like the movie. It's funny. So. You like all of them, though. No, Jack and Jill. Um, oh, oh, When I the, saw the trailer, the, I thought it was it a is, joke on my life. It is on, like, every now and then, and, like, Encore or something, and I'll watch some parts. And there are some funny parts. It's not a good movie. I would have had but to there smoke nine million bongs and <laughs> nine million drink bongs. eight <laughs> bottles of vodka. Up. Just line them up. <laughs> I would not have been able to watch that movie. <laughs> there's some. There's some parts that are kind of funny, but for the most part, it's not. Anyways, next week is Baby's Kids. It has nothing. It's only seventy minutes. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Animated movies aren't always yeah uh, full ninety. Well, your hand even, gets so. tired after a while. <laughs> Drawing it all. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll think, I would think Alice in Wonderland's only like maybe pushing sixty. So hmm. um, yeah, next week Baby's Kids. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Oh, that's sad to hear Robin Harris died. Uh, I just read that. It's, when? Uh, he died. Two years. This movie came out two years after his death. Hmm. Oh, it's. Uh, <laughs> it's his legacy. It is his right? legacy. This was a stand-up act that it, that he was famous from. So, anyways, yeah, baby skits. Check it out. I'm Corey. I'm Gina. I'm Ryan. We don't die. We multiply. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. And-